Welcome to Funny Stories to Tell in the Dark, a storytelling podcast for when the world feels bleak. I'm Julie Sensulo. So we're all spending a lot of time in our homes these days, and by a lot of time, I mean all of the time, like every waking minute, and every sleeping minute, but that goes without saying. What's particularly disorienting for me is how much time keeps moving, even though my surroundings don't change at all. And every day I wake up and feel like we are further and further away from a world that we used to recognize. But, record scratch sound, this is a comedy podcast. We're here to have fun, okay? I didn't come on the show to make friends. I came on to win. And this next story is an adventure story that takes place entirely at home. So, it's quite fitting for this current moment. It's from my friend Carol Oakes, who always has the weirdest and wildest stories from her childhood. Here's Carol. I grew up like a boxcar child. Like, there were no rules, really, even though there were a lot of rules. I have six sisters and one brother. There were so many people around you that you kind of felt like scrappy and kind of on your own. Your parents just can't give you enough attention to look after eight children from, you know, 15 to zero. It's just like too much going on just all the time. We grew up in a very, very small house. It was four bedrooms, but like one bedroom was my parents. One little like office room, which was half an office room was my brother's. And then the two oldest girls lived in the basement. And so it was just five of the youngest girls in one room together. It was very crowded, not a lot of room. And we were all very, very messy. So we never really wanted to clean anything. And we'd always like shove a bunch of clothes underneath our bunk beds. One day my mom just got like super, super sick of it and was like, I'm gonna make you lunch and then I'm gonna go to Sam's Club. Because she had to go to Sam's Club twice a week because there were so many of us that she just had to get milk just like all the time. She was always bringing milk home. Got milk. She was like, after lunch, you have to go clean your room. We were eating and my sister Mary finished before the rest of us, so she went up to go clean up her stuff. And all of a sudden we just hear this door like slam shut, like so loud. Like we, were, we teased her a lot and we kind of made fun of her a lot and we gave her a lot of trouble just all the time. So I just thought like we pissed her off and she went up and she slammed the door. And so we're all taking our sweet time eating so we don't have to like go clean right away. And Mary's just upstairs like knocking on the door and we're just like ignoring her. And so when we finally go up to the bedroom, the door is stuck shut, just so stuck that we couldn't get it open. Our house was also very, very, very old. So in the summer, all of the old doors would swell really bad. So if you had a crosswind, which we did in our bedroom, it would slam the door shut and it would get stuck. So the reason the door got stuck is because my dad doesn't like AC. I think he just didn't want to pay for AC. He was just like, I like sweating. That was his thing. All of us were like banging our whole bodies like against it to try to open it up and nothing was working. So my brother was like, okay, this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna get our net, gotta get our bucket, we gotta get our toilet paper, popsicles, a crossword puzzle, and get her a hammer and a screwdriver. And so me and Rachel and Maggie like run around the house, like going to get these things and adding more stuff to the bag because we don't know how long she's gonna be up there. And we're all scrambling and freaking out. And my brother goes outside and he cuts off this 
old rope that we had that was connected to like a swing that we didn't really use anymore. So just like this hanging rope off of a tree. He like tied it around his waist and then tied the other end of the rope around Ellen's waist. He took off the, the door handle to the door so that he could pass Mary through some things right away, some like tools and some other things. And so he could talk to her better through it. He's like, okay, I'm gonna go out mom and dad's window and I'm gonna come drop off this other stuff for you. How my parents' house is set up is our bedroom and my parents' bedroom are on the same side of the house, but the roof is like separating it. It's not very close together. It's not like you could just throw it out one window and the person can like grab it. You have to climb across the roof. So he takes out my mom's and dad's green on their window. It's on the front yard because he just like threw it out of the window. He's tied to one side of the rope, Ellen's tied to the other. So Richard starts climbing outside of the window and Ellen is holding him super, super, super firm. Kind of like when you see like someone climbing down like a mountain and they're like belaying down a mountain. And Ellen is one of the smallest people in my family. And she was super small then. She was like 5'1 and like 110 pounds, just like super tiny. And so if Richard would have like fallen off the roof, Ellen would have just come right out the window with him because she was just not enough like anchor weight to hold him down. Me, Rachel and Maggie were on the front lawn just like watching Richard go across the roof. It was like the perfect spy mission. Like we were all obsessed with being spies, like all of us. So he comes across this like super steep roof, pops out the other screen to the window, goes to the front lawn, opens up the window and gives Mary the bag of supplies because who knows how long she's gonna be in this room for. Mary's just like begging, 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 begging Richard to have her walk across the roof just to get out of the room. Mary's just like, I just want to go, I just want to leave. I just like, I can't stay in here any longer. Like I'm going insane, like I just can't do it. And Richard's like, it's too dangerous for you to come back with me. And so Richard climbs across the roof again. Me, Rachel and Maggie like run up the stairs to go back to the bedroom. Richard <laughs> runs to Mary. He's like, okay, now that you have like the chisel and the hammer, I'm, you go to the hinges and you're gonna hit the screwdriver against all the hinges to get the door off. Mary was able to get the door off all three hinges. The door just fell backwards. And we're all just surrounding Mary, like full embrace. Richard and Ellen are still like tied together in two ends of these ropes. So everyone is just kind of stuck and entangled together. And my mom comes home because she had left her wallet in the kitchen. And so all of this happened within like 10 minutes because she like drove to go get gas before she went to the grocery store, came back and she came back to the you know front door wide open, multiple screens on the front lawn, every window seemingly open, a door that's off the hinges. Six of her eight children are just like huddled around, kind of like sobbing and cheering that we like freed our sister. And she's like, why didn't anybody call me? Or like, we don't have your number, mom, we don't have your number. She like pointed to the phone. The only thing on the scrap of paper that was by the phone was mom's cell. And no one thought to call. It was just like, go, go, go. Like, we're gonna just do whatever we can to like, get Mary out of this room. But she was like only stuck for maybe 10 minutes. It was just kind of like a time where you could see everyone becoming who they would turn out to be. 
like my brother. He went into the Marines when he was 17, and then he's a firefighter now. He was the one that kind of had like a sense of adventure and kind of was like, we're gonna do this thing and kind of made everything like really like grand and really like Huck Finn energy. He was like taking charge, but not like in a gross controlly way when it's really chaotic. There needs to be one person in control. So I think him being that when we were younger helped. That's how I am now. I feel like I see a lot of myself in that. I hope to have many more stories about Carol's boxcar childhood on this show soon. So stay tuned if you want. I don't care. I do care. I do care a lot. Please, please stay tuned. And if you have any funny stories inside of you with no one to tell because you're locked at home, then please get in touch. I would love to hear all of them. Now, I'm going on a rescue mission of my own. I've got some brownies that need rescuing from the fridge. Was that funny? I don't know. <laughs> ah, thanks, trusty laugh track. Until next time, thanks for listening. <laughs>